Coming at you from Scratcher Wolf Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. It's your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. I'm your host, Porter. As always, sitting to my left, the man who will someday figure out the right button, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. And also joined by our good friend, Mr. CJ. Hey, y'all. How's it going? And the wielder of the one true steak knife, Mr. C. Grant Rose. How's everybody doing? It's good to see you, gentlemen. See you, kind of relative. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Doing good. It's good to be here. Yeah, looking forward to doing another episode. Right? It's been, uh, it's been a minute. Not too many minutes, but it's been a minute. Not too many. <laughs> and another first. Yeah, this is the first time we've got uh, Grant and CJ in a room together. Welcome, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I think I'm getting close to your record now for appearances on the show. <laughs> Almost. If you count the Let's Play, you're probably past me, though. Yeah, I don't know if the Let's Play counts. Is it? I was going to say the yeah. That's got to be a different thing. If it's the Let's Play, mm-hmm. if, if we're counting that, he's he wins. Yeah. Big facts. But, you know, you, you could narrow that margin because, I mean, it's not happening yet. In the, in the future, when the game is in a better position, yeah, we'll be raffling off uh, temporary spots in the game. You know, like a little one one or two games, little tiny arc with a guest character. And we're going to be uh, raffling those off through our Ko-Fi. So, you know, if you're not a backer, well, this, you know, maybe not right now, but I mean, you could be right now. That's It's, it's always a good time to back. And that's going to be through our uh, Ko-Fi, through our donations. Uh, or at least our donors are going to get like a bonus or something. We're working out the details. Yeah, it's not there yet, but... No, well, we're not reading the story yet either. But, I mean, that would be a great way for you to bridge the, the gap there, Grant. Yeah, that'd be really cool to, to uh, get a couple episodes in, for sure. Right. And, of course, you know, um, you guys are... You both are always welcome on, on the regular shows. And if there's a problem, we can always have you fight for the death and film that and put that as a backer award as well. Oh, dumb. Absolutely done. Pistols at dawn, baseball bats, uh, <laughs> pillowcases full of oranges. Pick your weapons, boys. But I think we could make that happen. Just another way of us saying thank you to those who choose to support us monetarily. <laughs> Say thank you with apple cases. Apple cases. Apple Fuck. cases. Say thank you. Danny <laughs> is now also offering apple cases to our secret Moon Silver vendor, uh, don- donors. Vendors and donors. <laughs> We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, we're done. All um, right, show's over. <laughs> Grant may have brought tequila and... You son of a bitch. <laughs> maybe that's what's happening now. <laughs> Oranges and tequila. Actually sounds like a good time. Well, don't forget... As long as, we can get the, as long as we can get the music from the Thunderdome, I'm all for it. We can do the music from yeah. the Thundercats. No. It's like Bastet. It'll be, uh, you know, it's like a crossover. Thanks for the save. You can crap in a box. Crap in an apple box. Danny, look at brought it home. <sighs> so if this is your first show and you're confused, <laughs> we don't really blame you. I was going to say, yeah, me too. <laughs> this is Rage Across the Internet, the show where we talk about Werewolf the Apocalypse. And eventually. All, eventually, all the various aspects and lore behind it. Yes. And today's one that we, uh, we haven't done one of these in a while. It's been a while, but we also had a few big ones and... That's what she said. Wonk, wonk. Send your complaints to Daniel Tyson, 123 Help Street. Nope. We asked for him, and we made a separate room in our Discord. Which you can get to, by the way, through the link in our website, which is RageAcrossTheInternet.com. Dot com. Dot of the com. Good enough. <laughs> Fix it in post. Yeah, that's fine. It works, right? <laughs> You don't have enough sound bites of me saying dot com by now just to add that shit into the end. Oh, we don't have. No. No. 
no. Why do? Why is that? I mean, we, we can need to waste them, time on sound bites for. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, hey, I'm just proud that I left the dot com out, so the three of you, because we didn't have a fourth one. Also, what she said. <laughs> I'm very sorry for. Her. Wow. Ooh. Anyway, yes, we made a separate room on the Discord for people to send in the ideas. We're doing a tale of three wolves again. Three storytellers, one MC, a whole bunch of story seeds. And these, again, these are all from our community. We're going Thank you, our community. Yes. And we're going to try and leave out the, the one, the backup ones that we've had from, you know, the last, I don't know, seven or eight times we've done this episode. I knew and shit. I mean, this is, this is on Danny now. If it's bad, blame him. Just send, send your complaints to <laughs> one, two, three Elf street. Again, we have them. It's, it's a backup plan. Isn't it? ninety three oh four river Boulevard. I can somehow edit that to make it close. <laughs> <laughs> I love the silence. Just damn. It, what, are we supposed to do something? It's actually not even close to that at all. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is like I went to when I went to call the other day. Like mm-hmm. you know, your address is in the phone, but I never go through contacts. I usually go through favorites. So I went through contacts sure. that day, and I'm like, oh, I should use his real address and just give the wrong street name. I was gonna say, <laughs> but I didn't memorize it clearly because <laughs> it's not that important to me. Well, I was gonna say one of those words is in the address, and one of those numbers is in the number. I'll fucking take it. That's that's like a C. <laughs> yeah. I didn't no. say the letter was a C. I just, you fuck off. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, out of how many you were right. It's like one word and one number. One word and one number. See, the fucking yeah. It's a whole word. That's lots of letters. That's a lot of points. You fucking said- dance monkey. What's her thing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about again? I'm so confused. It's, yeah. Well, <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> Are you, like, giving us, like, you know, geo-coordinates for, for Danny's house or something? I'm about to. <laughs> My phone's right mm-hmm. here. Which, by the way, um, I will remind you, Grant, <laughs> said if your phone rings during the show, you have to answer it on the air. So I don't think you did that. Sure I do. No, nope. <laughs> happened to me once. It happened to Porter. Yep. He, he did it on air. That was really funny, too. Yep, I'm making sure, because I need mine for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make sure it's on uh, yep, silent. No, it's on silent, so that's going to be funny. Yeah, if it rings, you answer that phone on the air. That's, Ooh, that's the rule. That's going to suck. Y'all just want to hear the ginger dragon go off again. I mean, that's funny. But, kind of, yes. But I just was warning you, really. And really hopes that it happens. Only a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tale of Three Wolves. Yes, let's let's get to getting. Danny, what do we got? <laughs> All right, we'll just start from the, I guess, the very beginning. We have, in a small town in a rural area, rumors of a cult are going on. People claiming the bodies of teens that appeared to have been brutally beaten or tortured, and they're all victims of this cult. Is there actual cult? Is there a reason why the cult's there? What are they doing? Are they responsible for the dead teens? And if so, Why? And why should the pack be looking into it? Well, let's um, let's do this in alphabetical order. Sure. So, <laughs> C J, C Grant, C Porter. No, they can't see me. There's no cameras here. 
I just want to see if you knew your alphabet, Danny. CJ's first. Let's just, just no. You know what? No. <laughs> nope. I'm not even Grant. doing it that way. Yeah. Well, you, Grant, you go first. <laughs> All right. The answer is right. no. <laughs> so the first thing I'm going to really look at, uh, as Porter knows, I'm, I'm really, um, really particular about some of the background details. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start breaking out that town into like who's in control of the town, what's going on in the town, uh, what other elements that may be at play. For something like that, you know, it's pretty obvious I can either go with like a, a Pentex derivative cult or some other type of worm influence group or what, you know, because, you know, originally I'm a vampire storyteller. What I would like to do with that is I would like to tie it into some uh, random leech somewhere doing something crazy. So maybe he's, you know, created the cult or she to be uh, to obfuscate the fact that a vampire is in the area and is active as well as to, you know, maintain its own supply of uh, food, for, you know, for that matter. Uh, and CJ, what you got? Okay. Uh, I will say my original idea for this one was uh, going through it with inspiration from the Kinfolk episode, actually. What if it's a cult that's been slowly, over the generations of lost Kinfolk who are using, like, teachings and information that has been passed down to them, have formed this little cult to this little rural area, and every time a kid's coming about of age in the cults, maybe they're putting them through a rite to see if they ascend, where in reality they're unknowingly seeing if they can force a first change. And the victims are the people who obviously did not. That could lead to some, you know, random first changers running around causing some uh, issues that I'd imagine a pack anywhere nearby would definitely want to take a look into now before porter gives his idea i want to interject off cj's and i think his story seed there his little embellishment on it would really tie in well to like a a skinwalker type story where maybe one of these uh, lost kinfolk you know comes about some information that realize that they can become a skinwalker and they can actually start uh being real antagonist against the uh the pack at hand I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm, I'm going to try to look. There's some similarities here, right? With where a guy takes us, potentially. There's the, so I'm going to try to steer a different direction. I would make this um, perhaps a religious cult. Um, something bane driven, maybe inspired by like Midnight Mass. Oh. Where, you know, some, you know, some darker force has, has worked its way into the more evangelical members of this little town and what you're seeing is cultist murderers are just them purging the heathens <laughs> it's a fantastic show yeah, it is a good show and yeah I, I see it that way it's got boats in it <laughs> episodes and a script boats and, and hose yeah, boats and, 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 uh, and you know Matthew Saracen from Friday Night Lights which is a show that has a lot to do with Texas and CJ's from Texas. So look at that tie in fucking it's all related. <laughs> Confirm CJ and midnight mass season two. Yeah. Cause, uh, <laughs> and thanks for ruining that spoiler CJ. Yeah. This one's from CJ. This was <laughs> I actually didn't know that until like, t- like 20 minutes ago, <laughs> <laughs> which why I wanted him to go last, but you're like, yeah, you CJ, you go I'm like shit. <laughs> well, oops. I, I mean, that's such an open-ended story seed. Which is exactly I mean, you could really take that one. But it's exactly why we're doing this. We, we, the open-end ones are the best 
for discussion. Right, because sometimes we'll get right. submissions that they just give us the entire story. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck do you want me to do? You just did it for me. Yep. It's like, great, we just said your story on air. I mean, you're welcome for so, sharing it, but <laughs> it's not what so we just asked you for. Tracking, uh, I'm going to go out of my way to see if I can't tie each one of these store seeds into the Midnight Circus. Just, you know, because Tom's not here, and I want him to be here in spirit. The Midnight Circus? We can we can have, well, actually, we can. I was going to say we could have, like, Danny hum Dave Matthews while we're talking, but we'll get copyright. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're allowed up to 14 seconds. I'm not going to fact check that. <laughs> the best part about Danny that. Danny doesn't know anything about the Midnight Circus, does he? I have no, no idea what you're talking about. Well, I think the best part about, like, not the circus, the Dave Matthews, <laughs> is that when Tom hears this, he's going to be like, what is it with Dave Matthews? Yeah. Like, I have linked him with Dave Matthews irreparably, and I don't think he's heard a single Dave Matthews song his entire life. Tom, I think he only knows the one. I don't I think, think I don't think he knows the one. Pretty sure he does. I'm not even sure which one we're, frankly, I don't even know which one we're talking. Yeah. I just know that I have forever tied him with Dave Matthews and Hacky Sack, and I don't think he's partaken in either one. <laughs> No, Tom used to be a hacky sacker. That doesn't surprise me at all. A skateboarder yeah, and hacky sacker. Yeah, tracks. I, I want to say he's even tried it at the same time. Hacky I'd like to see him fall trying. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love you, Tom. <laughs> it's my Dave Matthews impression. All right. So I guess before we go on to the next one, do you guys want to kind of maybe rebuttal or discuss off of each other's or I see what Danny's doing here. So <clears throat> I do like the religious aspect of it. Um, from what Porter was talking about using a, like a religious cult to kind of, you know, go down that route is, can be really good. Um, I think it's also a dangerous way of going about it. Cause you know, the first thing people think of, you know, where I'm from of rural areas is the Bible belt and putting those two things together. It could, you know, it could be a potential cause potential conflicts because you never know. Um, people can be get real upset about certain things, so you have to definitely make sure you know your table. And then, if you're going to build something around religion, make sure that it's not like going along lines of something crazy, so people don't get all take it to, take it to heart or take offense to it. <clears throat> or if that's your goal, you just should, to fuck with people. Yeah, just double down. Uh, I mean, yeah. double down. <laughs> I mean, you can always subvert expectations like that. They could be going to this area here. It's super religious. They get a Bible belt and nope, it's a worm cult. But see, that's why I was leaning toward the religion, right? So it's heard, you know, just general church folk, if you will. Cause you know, the, I think the obvious thing is you go with the worm cult, right? Mm -hmm. You know, be it, um, you know, a group of Fomori or something that, you know, a crazy Fomori family who's doing it or a, or a loose gore hound or, 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 right? Sure. It, it's the easy and almost expected. Well, yeah, like, you know, just some general old-fashioned humans are shitty is kind of where I'm leaning. You know, instead of making it, like, the evil thing, just now, humans suck. Yeah, and it could just be a cult cult. Like, it doesn't even have to be wormish involved. Like, it could be a, what, Heaven's Gate-style cult. That's plenty of people just doing crazy shit for religious reasons. That's true. And, I mean, then you get to the area, right? Is it, is it, um... Is it like a cult leader, a Manson, a, you know, a Jonestown scenario kind of thing? Or, again, is it just things got out of hand? You know, like, um... I, I want to use Mary the Teresa as the cult leader. Did you see Mother Teresa? I did. Okay. 
as the inspiration. Obviously, you can't use the real Mother Tree. You can do whatever you want. She was in America. And I, actually, I think that would probably be more shocking if it was Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she's an umpire. Play ball, guys. Wow. <laughs> she didn't really die. She was just embraced. That's right. Oh. I mean, technically, it's still dead. She's still a corpse. Yeah. Same thing. Actually, you know what? It makes me think of, like, we're, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking of um, The Mist. You know, okay. the Stephen King, you know, the yeah, Frank Darabont, Thomas Jane, and all that. Where the, um, was it Marsha Gay Harden? That, that was the religious and she kind of turned the people in the grocery store into like her followers because God made the mist to punish everyone or whatever. <clears throat> okay. I mean, it's, it's been so long since that fucking movie. But like, yeah, an example like that, or, or even fucking since we're talking about it, it doesn't start that way. Right. Let's, let's really play with some shit. And we go back to the satanic panic, right? That maybe mm-hmm. these victims all played uh, Black Dog Games, right? Oh. Yeah, you could definitely go on that angle. Exactly. And like, oh, they were satanic and had to be purged and saved or whatever, or because of this coincidence, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe not because Black Dog Games, so maybe that's the fucking why they got well, sure. no, murdered I, up. I, but that leads I, into the religious play, craze. Maybe they were playing the Lepix in the, the Lycanthrop. Black dog game could be Lepix, by the way, on sale in the Storyteller's Vault, written by Mr. C. Grant Rose. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> have, a, have a you know embed inside of an embed inside of an embed. Have a real Inception type game going on. We'll get crazy metal with this, man. Don't mess with me. <laughs> oh, the Lepix. Hmm. Where'd that come from? I wonder. You know, I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll fucking write in B. Grant Tulip, the creator of Lepix, who is uh, fucking had Bane Inc. infested into the actual print version of the book that makes people want to fuck like rabbits. However, the Bane also gives them a special level of AIDS, which melts their insides. <laughs> That's some crazy meta in you. <laughs> is it in you? <laughs> I kind of want to play the game now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> now, now that you've got a self-insert. Lepix, insert. See what I did there? Yeah, I have a character inside of a character inside of a character. Gross. <laughs> All right, we'll go on to the next one. No, that was fun, but yeah, okay. This one is from Barks the Litany. Teenagers at the local high school have been meddling. They're goths and alt kids, and they're attracted to the Wicca and the occult. Also obsessed with vampires and such, thanks to all the media. Their hula hoops and their rock music and their club cigarettes, I get it. However, they have ended up summoning something bad and very, very real, but all by accident. They have entered an agreement that's hard to escape. Porter, hit that one first. Mm, okay I wouldn't make a meal out of that I, I, I could make that like a nice maybe two-parter okay um, you know uh, I, I wouldn't like I said because this is the thing you get the kids right sure. and, and then this angle is you know kids experiment and mess around with shit fine I feel like and, and I do not know but this is maybe better suited to like a mage kind of thing like I mean there's there's other shit out there that I don't know a whole lot about so oops but so, so like I'm kind of limited in, in what I know here, um, but I could see them um, maybe inviting themselves into Bane possession. And, and I think the 
I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Maybe, maybe get a good psycho manchie. Hmm. You know, Scrag's a dime a dozen, fine. But, you know, or, or maybe something. Okay. Nope. Change my mind. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're fucking around, right? You know, at the local magic shop or whatever. Sure. Um, you know, they found their, their little altar or their crystal ball or whatever fucking knickknack bullshit they're going to use to help summon the greater spirits. Except what they didn't fucking know is there was an actual ancient bane sealed inside. So them fucking around, they find out it possesses one of them, right? Who, uh, again, like now awakened. And again, something that they had to seal. So not just a couple quick monster of the week thing, you know? Um, who maybe starts opening other kids, right? Maybe there's this little group to uh, further Bane possession. Again, using Psycho Manchies, or maybe even a few Scrags for, like, pets and shit. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> yeah, I could see maybe that. And then, you know, like, I don't know who this Bane is, but it's it's something that, that, that thrives on spreading that corruption. And so maybe... It is riding along in secret for a while, infiltrating the school itself. So it went from from just, just this, this little, little group. group, right? Okay, and now sort of, and when we go back to a cult, sort of, and I'm using quotes here, culting up mm-hmm. the students. You know, oh, suddenly the football team is has all been possessed by fucking Ularaths or something. <laughs> Damn, you know, and so now you've got a group that goes, well, we're gonna have to. Either find a way to undo this, which we know there kind of isn't, mm-hmm. or like give in. This is going to be in the paper tomorrow. <laughs> which version of the story do we need this to be? That's my thought. All right, uh, Grant, you hit that one next. So yeah, so the, for that particular story seed, you know, there's a lot of th- there's a lot of potential for crossovers. Um, anytime you have something where you have an agreement where Oh, they're, they're trapped into some type of binding agreement. It's just right before a crossover. Um, from mage to changeling to, to vampire, any of those all have potential to those supernatural creatures can enter into some type of agreement with mortals and, or like through blood bond or whatever and create a hell of a game that's going to have impact on uh, the area at hand. So if these people are all, you know, entering into some type of uh, blood bond with the local kindred population unknowingly through whatever pact that they have. Um, say some of those people happen to be the family or the kinfolk of some of the guru pack members. Then you have that right there. Like why is all of a sudden cousin Jojo, you know, going to the woods every Friday to get his, you know, weekly, you know, dose of blood. Same thing with changeling and mage, like changelings, these do all these things where they have packs with mortals that they would give them something in return for something. You know, maybe it's it's impa- uh, impacting things. And you have a current in the area, a cairn, excuse me. Um, and so possibly the local mages are trying to drain uh, drain the cairn for their own purposes or the changelings are trying to take theirs, take it over for theirs. You, know, you can do almost anything. And to kind of really tie it back into Midnight Circus, just because I said I'm going to, you can have the Midnight Circus be one of the ones that actually instigated this pact. Maybe they've went through the town recently and they've you know started pulling people off to help. <laughs> to help. <laughs> I was gonna say, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> to uh, help populate the circus and keep it running. 
So, and what's really interesting in that, there's a particular trait in the Midnight Circus where certain guru that get trapped in the circus are trapped in his bow form. So that's always cool. That is kind of cool. Okay. That was I, quiet I, enough. That totally didn't out. There's no way. There's no way that blurred him out. It didn't blurt him out. No, no, okay. no, no. But that I'm not worried blurred. about. It was oh, funny. Okay. My bad. <laughs> no, it was the being trapped in uh, his bow. That would be fucking cool. No, that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, just make it sure. Like, no, 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 I, I know that I know for a fact that didn't drown him out. It I didn't drown super, him out I was no. super quiet about it. <laughs> it was, it was kind of jarring at first. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then I look yeah, up it, and I see your hand covering your mouth. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I didn't want to interrupt him. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like the idea. I like that. Again, being trapped in Hispo, I think that's a fucking cool thing right there. Yeah, and, and you keep tying it back to a circus. This is weird, but I get it. <laughs> no, I'm into it. It's like that uh, Syphil and I, where they did the Battle of the Bands, they were judging, and Syphil was like, I'm going to give everyone a 10, so uh, 10. <laughs> so because Danny obviously is not tracking what Midnight Circus is, there was a book from like second or third edition that was a World of Darkness book that was based on this particular group. Uh, and it's ripe for crossover because it has a little, a little bit of everybody in it. Um, and uh, Tom mentioned it to me once, and I'm like, yeah, it's a great, it's a great book. And I was uh, kind of picking going. that up, yeah. I was starting to pick it up and realizing what was going on. They pounded it over cotton candy. <laughs> and balloon animals. Were they the bond that holds the cotton candy together? No, I think that's uh, rubber cement. <laughs> Don't eat cotton candy, folks. Oh, God. CJ, what you got? <laughs> so, I was thinking of taking this just a slightly different way of, like, you have this group of the, you know, the alt kids, the goss, the outcasts of the school who are, you know, doing all these whatever wicked magical ceremonies, whatnot. They've got their altar, and suddenly this stuff is working, even though it shouldn't. But so, you know, the pack's coming into town one day and everything's just fucking opposite day. The kids that should be getting beat up and shoved into lockers by the jocks are ganging up on the football team and stuff like that. And it's more of, but nobody outright is being possessed. Nobody's showing much being possession. And now they got to figure out, like, what is doing this? What is allowing this stuff to happen? And my thought is... Somebody in the town, whether knowingly or unknowingly, who maybe runs that magic shop, much like your uh, idea of like whatever they're using is holding like some bane inside. What if they're little, you know, it's a bunch of like bane fetish style things that actually allow you to do some form of magic. But now where are they getting it all? Where's all this shit coming from? And that's the PAX now big question. Not necessarily worrying about like the kids who might have accidentally summoned something, more of how are these kids even able to summon a thing? What is allowing them to do it and having to track down these artifacts that are all over the place? Because, you know, once one kid figures out, hey, you do this and suddenly you become super popular, they're not going to not brag and tell everybody else about it. And that shit's just going to burn through a school and get... And what happens when the adults find out about it? And what happens when one of them is just a little tempted to try it out? What kind of chaos might 
whatever they want to end up causing, even if they don't realize it. That makes all the sense in the world, especially knowing what high school is like. I mean, I, I like that. I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really, like, I could see taking, there's, there's a, there's a chronicle on that. Oh, by far an entire chronicle. You know, yeah. like I'm, I'm looking at, and it's not, uh, you know, anything inspired, you know, various episodes of Vampire, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is inspired. I'm like Todd versus the Book of Evil. I believe that's what it was called. <laughs> Todd and the Book of Evil. It's been a while. Hey. Um, you know, uh, there's been various other shows, you know, I think of even an episode of Justice League. I think it was kid <laughs> stuff where Morgan yep. LaFace, like where Mordred had everyone turn into kids, but then also turned like Central Park into medieval times, essentially. <laughs> awesome. You know, so like there's definitely there's there's precedent for it. You know, and you you could take that that kind of riff and, and bring it into the larger piece. I I think you marry these three together and find something in between. You could run, run something really really fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have a straight uh, Ash and Evil Dead scenario. If somebody buys like a joke Necronomicon that actually ends up working. Ooh, <laughs> some best thing shit. is there's. Best thing is, there's all kinds of those types of grimoires already in existence in the War of Darkness. You just have to, you know, look them up and use them. Right. And then, like, you know, maybe someone at the carnival, you know, like, stole it and pawned it at the local place, you know, like, for some meth or something. And then <laughs> you can't, look, you can't go to Carney's and not meth. You have to have both of them. Just look at Dante, right? Why else Carnies and meth go together like peanut butter and jelly. That's true. Well, That's I, science. I was going to say, or Dante and the mullet. <laughs> peanut butter, peanut butter and whiteies. Peanut butter and meth, man. Wait, what? <laughs> what? All right. Moving <laughs> on to the next sponsor. <laughs> this was a good one. I like the ideas. And then the fact that you can marry all three of them together was awesome. Good job. Okay, next one is from our buddy Operator. Local lupus kinfolk, maybe even a cub, or cubs, have been getting tranked and tagged, and it's drawing a lot of unwanted attention into the bond. What does the pack find when they investigate? Did you add that last part? Um, He's got it in here, but I don't want to give, because again, it's... uh, Oh, it's one of those where... Yeah. Okay. Like I like his idea, but I'll say it after the three of you. How about that? Yeah. That works. So it's only one more line. It's fine. But, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the ones where, again, you don't want to give too much of the story away. We just want the seeds. No, I, didn't, I, I know. I'm, I'm, shut up so I can think. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, how about CJ goes first on this C- one? It is. It's CJ's turn to go first. Yes, it is. One of my first thoughts with this is, like the idea of it being a sort of uh, how do I phrase this? Like the idea that this is a misunderstanding between seps, between Cairns or whatnot. Like they don't know each other exists for whatever reason, and so you have this care, uh, sept of glasswalkers who are you know looking to protect the local lupus and the local wolf populations. They find some lupus kinfolk, and they're now like, yeah, no, we need to keep track of these people, and unknowingly, they end up tagging some of this other seps kinfolk who are now having to investigate where are these tags coming from, ultimately leading to a clash between those steps or just a really awkward meeting 
oh. where you got to start explaining like, hey, buddy, I need you to stop tranking my cousins and tagging them. They're my cousins, not yours. I love that. Yeah, Instant that rivalry. Yeah. Say again, Grant? Yeah, sorry, Grant. No, I was saying that that's a that's really good for an instant conflict between two packs, especially if you're uh, so if you're beginning storyteller, you know, and you're only running like one game, that's one that you can you can do pretty well and have an NPC pack and then your your player pack. Um, for a more advanced storyteller, you can actually be playing two different games with two different tables and have one table play the one pack and the other table play the other pack, and you can really get into a lot of crossover and have one unified universe there. And kind of just go crazy with it. I mean, I, I could see the the trouble in that in insofar as taking action on behalf of one because you can't do them both at the same time, right? Right. Um, you have to have blue booking, and you have to do different paths. Um, so, like beforehand, well, yeah, I was like, say that's like it's like a much bigger deal, but mm-hmm. that's cool. I was to say it's an advanced storytelling thing because oh, you, sure. you definitely have to take and plan plan it out into advance and like have present to the one table, be like, hey, this is all the possibilities that may or may not happen over this next session. What what would you all do in these situations? And then you just do that back and forth, back and forth, and then just watch it grow from there. Yeah, really. But I, but I, but I love, I actually, I love CJ's idea. I know, Grant, Grant, you took it to pack level. I'd go back to full set level. You know, have, and I like, I like the idea of merging, you know, having two separate groups. But one in each member of a different sept. Mm-hmm. Like I'd, I'd, I'd bring it back to a sept level because you can, at that point, you, you can do a full on fucking territory war, mm-hmm. have it blow up to that extent, and that's fucking rad. But for the show, I don't yeah. want to just go CJ's right. Let's move on. <laughs> no, I, I have other ideas that I think would be just as just as cool. I mean, uh, I'm not the storyteller here, but like I even think about going even as high up as tribal. Like oh yeah, for tribal cairns, that, that can that can escalate. Yeah, and that's but, fucking cool. But they're not, but they're only kinfolk. They're not actual part of the tribe, so or they're not. You know what I'm saying? I hope. No, I, I know what you're saying, but that doesn't I matter. Mean, <laughs> true. Yeah, Tur- if you turns out the detail. It's a red talon and glasswalker clash. Yeah, you you will take issue if I put a fucking tracker. Yes. In in your wife's neck. Yes. Yes, I would have. She's only, she's only your wife. You're not blood related. So it shouldn't matter, uh, right? No, you see? You see how? You see? Yes. Why I'm laughing. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry about that, by the way. I'm just thinking if there's a place that we can, like, buy these trackers. You know? Shut your mouth. <laughs> I think any, like, pet store, right? Because they put them in dogs, right? So you can just fucking, same thing. It's you like they're powered by milk bone in the bloodstream. <laughs> and if they are, just fucking start cooking dinner for a few weeks. <laughs> Not going to touch that. One. All right, all right. So anyway. for the show, how about another idea? All right, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, um, that way, I can I can steal Porter's thunder because he always goes straight with the werewolf stuff. So well, the first thing is welcome to the show. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> thank, you, um, thank you, thank you. I know this, I, this I'm is Ridge Cross the Internet. We are part. a werewolf the apocalypse. I guess. I'm just going to talk about spooky ghosts for the rest of this. <laughs> Let's do it. No, I Don't am. You're, you're, time. Fuck it. <laughs> you have to deal with my understanding of them. You're screwed, sir. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Probably. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, first things first, um, just from that story seed, you know, you have some basic possibilities. Like, wolves get tranked and tagged all the time. It could be something extremely benign, just like 
just normal, you know, fish and wildlife companies doing that, um, which is kind of, it kind of, it can throw a little bit of conflict into like your packs going against just the local civilian infrastructure. But I would actually take it a step forward. And even if that was them, I would say that they're doing that for uh, under the auspices of like DNA from Pentex, where they're trying to get these DNA samples of all of these wolves in the area so that they can start, you know, manipulating and things like that. So I would really lean into that in this type of environment. Yeah, you could really start getting into some interesting moments of when it stops being just tranking and more like, hey, this wolf is just going to go disappearing for a week and come back a bunch of bald spots and probably pumped full of whatever chemicals DNA is putting in them. Well, we talk in Pentex, we talk in DNA because those are two different things. And in actually for confusion for True. those who may not be aware, <laughs> not DNA, the fucking building block of life. <laughs> the organization <laughs> developmental neogenetics amalgamated. It's important because those are two different things. Yeah. If you didn't know that, that would be a very confusing sentence. Not DNA, but DNA. Yep. Fucking DNA. DNA? D DNA. Is it in you? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, DNA is in me. Who's? Oh, God damn it. Walked right into that. Mine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can you can imagine one of the wolves goes, you know, gets tranked and tagged and experimented on for a week, but comes back with no visible uh, impact, and he just has a weird story, a crazy story. He's like, "Hey guys, I've been gone for a week. I don't know what happened. Some guys just picked me up, and they did whatever to me. Now I'm back. I'm, I promise you, it's happening. It's happening all the time." Well, it's the thing. Like, if it's a wolf kinfolk, then you don't fucking know. And if if we go with DNA, the company mm -hmm. like, you know they could definitely be looking to find a cure for gls because there's the gls2 variant as they know it we know it is just lupus garu mm -hmm. so maybe that certainly maybe it is um official wildlife thing maybe it's a like a like a hippie conservationist group who are <laughs> no, no no this is this is going to be dumb but who are tagging the wolves in order to track poachers. Oh, see, I like that. And in like, this could lead to some unfortunate hijinks when they start stumbling close to the bond. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the whole, the whole basis of this one was it's drawing too much attention to the bond. Right. And yeah, because now this is one of these, you know, vegan pita dance around the fire and have a feeling stick conservationist groups right you know you can't just get rid of them like moonbeam's fucking dad is the mayor or something you know so maybe when she gets fucked off because she got too close right well now the mayor's looking into it the cops are looking into it like it, it just escalates to that yep you know, maybe there there works. I mean, there's there's a lot. It's all around the same line. This isn't a thing. This isn't one we could marry together. No. But, like, I think any one of those is fair game. <laughs> God, that gleam in your eye right now. No, it was, it's too dumb. <laughs> okay. It's too dumb. All right, fair. It's gonna... Is that an off-the-air one? <laughs> no, fuck it. Maybe. Maybe. You're going to be editing. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> all right. I just, I remember a couple of those, um, you know, those, like, urban legends, those stories. Like you hear, like I, I think some of them, you know, some of them are true. You know, the crazy, mm -hmm. like where like 
the dwarf gets in a dog costume and just like pretends. <laughs> so like three or four of them go missing and then like one comes back and he's like a little bigger and he's <laughs> like he's walking around weird and <laughs> you swear you heard a cell phone go off in your stomach. Or what if he's trying to blend in with the local wolf population to observe from closer? Uh, right and you have the garu and lupus running the ball and like what are you doing right it's just peter dinklage in a fucking suit <laughs> i just thought of oh that's uh, so stupid i love it uh was it uh, ace ventura when he's in the rhino yes <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of hot in these rhinos <laughs> Or the, the it's always sunny. Giving birth. Yeah, or the it's always sunny where Frank jumps out of the couch naked. <laughs> <laughs> See, there it is. There's a solution. It's, it's been nothing the whole time. It was just some weirdo perfect. who had a thing for wolves. I'm perfect. Oh, done. Danny DeVito and Peter Dinklage teaming up to wander oh. the bond in fucking wolf costumes. Oh. Now, I, I mean, we're going to thank Op for this one. Operator, good job. It's a good one. Yeah, it was but a good his, one. Thanks, man. But his, uh, again, trying not to give too much of him away. Yeah. Again, the steed. But that was his idea. It was it's Peter Dinklage and Danny DeVito in costume? No, investigating just reveals it's a wolf conservation group. Of Prince zebras sometimes. No, I mean, it was a good idea. And then you guys all had kind of around the same idea. So, no, it's I like it. It's good. And, and then, then my ultimate idea. <laughs> and then Danny DeVito and Peter Dinklage. You know, maybe as twins. <laughs> the night is your night, bro. Yeah, I mean, anytime you start talking about, you know, tagging and, and tranking wolves, the, the immediate thing is going to be conservation. Well, yeah, obviously. Especially but if it's, like, set in the U.S. So. No, again, obviously. You know, but that's again, pretty much the only, thing, the only time it really happens over here. Actually, going back to DNA real quick before we move on to the real one. Sure. I know I, I know how do you top Danny DeVito and Peter Dinklage. <laughs> but with oil. Good night, everybody. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Daniel Tyson. Send complaints to one two three Help Street. <laughs> Baby oil. Sorry. Made that clear. Alan, I do know for sure. Nobody wants to check that search history for Danny there. They might be terrified and scarred for life nope. at this point. Uh, right? I have just a gift for this though. <laughs> that's why he's on a list that's why he's on a list maybe two at this point that's why it's called danny's list is the problem no no but you, you back to the, the dna company mm-hmm. how do you, you stop it you know um no we're, we're not you know we talk about experiments but here's here's the other thing right again talking gls2 maybe they have put an additive into the bloodstream of the wolves okay um mm-hmm. you know a gls vaccine Oh. That would uh, propagate on them mating. Oh. See, at first I thought you were going to go with, like, they're having a hard time shifting. No, no, because these are kinfolk. These are wolf kinfolk at this point. Oh, yeah, even better. Yeah. Okay. So they're injecting, they're, they're testing this vaccine in the population to, to eliminate GLS-2. Huh. So, yeah. Okay. Sorry, it's just it was 11th hour. I'm like, but that, I think it bears mentioning. No, that's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, the problem with the story like that is you're gonna, you're gonna have to, someone's gonna have to fuck up. Like the crux of that story, mm-hmm. you know, they're the tagging, you know, okay, what's going on, and then like a two or three chapters in, you're gonna have to have one of the the DNA technicians, one of the people, fuck up and end up dead or something mm-hmm. in the bond 
so that your players in the sept can get hip, yeah, to the battle plan a little bit. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, how the fuck? It's that, that's like the silent killer, right? It's like a carbon monoxide leak. You're not going to know until you're fucking gone. Yeah. Okay. Or I get it. If you wanted to, for a slightly different, more Pentexy version of it versus just straight DNA, what if they are being tagged and tracked for the purposes of potentially making warwolves? Also, also could be. And at that point, it's like maybe they're doing it to help try to find the fucking cairn. Yeah. You know, maybe they've been doing this to wolf populations all over and they're waiting for when there's pushback because now they know there's a king nearby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, you know, like, uh, if you want to know if, if there are crypts nearby, you walk around with the sign that says blood's rule. If you get shot, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> oh, God. You also might get attacked by vampires that way because they might think you're giving out samples mm. but then you just throw a box of toothpicks on the ground you go quick how many and they'll be there all day counting plus they might prick themselves with it and be paralyzed because you know wood takes them out <laughs> man I'm picking fights huh <laughs> this was a good little prompt that you could run any fucking length of story with these really from, you know, simple little chronicle or short story to like a full blown, like this is your multi chronicle game. Now dealing with these two steps. It's not his fault. He didn't get to play the cool game. He had to play with the, the second best game in, in the world of darkness. All right. And we're going to go on to the next one before that goes any farther. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was from our good buddy, Drake. Drake. Never heard of him. Oh. That's... I had to humble him up from the uh, last time he got brought up. Oh, ha He became the representative <laughs> of everyone we liked in the Discord because they didn't want to go down all the list. <laughs> it's like, who? Yeah. The pack returns from a mission to find everyone in the cairn asleep. Everyone is alive and breathing, but cannot be woken up. Even the spirits are asleep. Ooh, 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 I got it. Uh, there is no trace of worm taint and no obvious signs of infiltration. Everyone's asleep in random places as if they just couldn't manage to stay awake another moment and all laid down just where they stood. Did, did I not say, ooh, ooh, I got it? Yes, I had to finish. <laughs> you didn't. It was the warder's birthday. They're all hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Last time he did something similar, you said it was a surprise party. I don't remember that at all, so I guess yeah, surprise for because me. Because no one was, uh, it was, yeah, everyone was missing from the bond as soon as the pack came back or something like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was your answer. It was like, well, it's just a surprise party. There you go. That's the <laughs> aftermath of the party. It was a different pack that showed up first. It was a surprise, and then they had the party. <laughs> Fucking duh, cut print. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) go ahead grant follow that (laughs) so i would actually take it a step further and i would have them uh i would have them start looking around the the local town and see that everyone is uh asleep you know alive but asleep and through some some more digging and things like that maybe they have one of their pack decides to uh drink the local water and they also go to sleep. 
so that they can start throwing breadcrumbs into something's being manipulated, you know, such as the local water supply or food or something by some nefarious group or even just some group that's experimenting and just happens to create whatever. Um, and then, you know, go from there. Roofies. (laughs) All right, CJ, top it. (laughs) I mean, like first thing that comes to mind that would be very easy, but I don't know enough about the actual system itself to make it work. But I'm, I could totally imagine this is some like changeling doing weird bullshit because stuff like this happens in like fairy tales all the time where, you know, the people are just inextricably put to sleep. But I could totally imagine a changeling doing it. But once again, don't know enough about it. But if sort of to go off of Grant's a little bit, instead of it just being, you know, they found them all asleep and have to figure out what's doing it, what if they find a group that is awake? You know, the entire step's asleep, the entire nearby town's asleep, but then they find a group of people who are actually awake. Why are they there? One part of me thinks if this is like they're putting something in the water, what if it's a first scene that's been sent to deal with the now easy pickings cairn? Or, you know, now the pack has to defend this place all on their own for a while until they figure out what's going on or how to wake people up while whatever is coming to start taking over, be it first scene, be it maybe a bane of some kind or some weird wild spirit, or maybe it's a plague of like the walking sleep or the waking sleepwalkers from the wild west or something. All right. Um, now I'm going to go back because while it was funny, the, the warder's birthday was, you got a serious one? A perfectly acceptable explanation. <laughs> it's not a story by itself at that point, but it's like a fun 10 minute, <laughs> you know, quick freak them out when the story begins. And then, oh, here's the real story. But, um, you know, we did something similar during the hard and the easy. Ah. And, uh, yep, yep. Uh, I won't get into that because, you know, that's in our postmortems, which, yep. uh, they are for sale on our Ko-Fi, the collected bundles of the first three chronicles. So there's that for you guys. There's a, another shameless plug. But also um, something similar was also done in the novel Breathe Deeply. And that's where I kind of want to lean right now. Okay. I was wondering which direction it, you're going to go with it. I'll tell you. If, you, uh, <laughs> if I just shut up, got it. If uh, <laughs> I lean toward the novel Breathe Deeply, uh, where Except was put to sleep in order to avoid a sickness. To, to slow the effects of, of a sickness, rather. Um, and you could easily do something similar. And like what that sickness is in the, in the root of the cure, that can be yours to play with. But the idea that they were, while, while this pack was away, something happened. And uh, maybe the master of the right intentionally put everyone to sleep so as to not cause further damage or spread the thing or, you know, again, uh, slow the progress of the disease within the Garda Sept. Meanwhile, maybe uh, someone who was on hand, you know, that wasn't sick yet was sent to try to get to the bottom of it. And now it is the job of your player characters who have just come home to track that guy or that pack down and assist with the mission, perhaps a mission they've already failed. Oh, 
you know, you send the lost in the woods pack to go take care of a thing. Well, the lost in the woods pack are incompetent. So, but they were all that was left, right? Yeah. So, okay, well, who's missing? Well, we're going to track these guys down to find out what the fuck happened. You find them and like, they're all dead. Yep. One's bleeding out because he kind of, you know, survived a little longer or ran away and hid or whatever, which can lead you down that rabbit hole of trying to find said cure to restore your sept. I like that. Yeah. And they were the ones left. They were the ones sent to try and fix it, and they failed. Yep. They fucked up because they're fuck-ups. Well done on that one. The Thank you. Lost in the Woods Pack. Yeah. yeah. Originally, they were called the Lost in the Woods Pack, as if dropping a preposition makes them mighty. <laughs> Callback after callback. Love it. All right. A, a lot of that was just brief. Some, yeah. I know. It was a lot of brief deeply. I know. It's a good book and go read it, everybody. All right. So before we get too far into that and we'll go on to the next one, make it too bad. And again, thanks, Drake, for that one. That was awesome. This one is from Aegis Andrew. Hey, Aegis. In an expedition far from the Sept, the pack find a highly wounded Octena. Tattoos in her body reek of worm, and she can barely mutter the phrase, It cannot be free. The air becomes heavy, and the forest, caves, and alley or city, depending on, all become strangely silent as if something just approached. Who's first for this one? Why well, was first and last, last time with my badass birthday party <laughs> I, scenario? I, I will go... <laughs> All right, Grant Hannah, go ahead, because you called it. I'll go first um, for well, two reasons. One, give me time to think about this. And then number two, because I forgot to mention when it comes to the Midnight Circus for the last two. So, <laughs> yeah, I had to come back around. So for the trank and tagging, I can see it being the Gru that are that are um, like trapped in the Midnight Circus. They're doing it to see if there's a way that they can circumvent the curse to escape from the Midnight Circus. And then for the other one, for the everyone's asleep story seed, it can be that the local changeling of the Midnight Circus is making everybody asleep so that the circus can move in undetected. But we're off of those story seeds, and All we right, need the one on. we just now gave. The, for- now to the newest one. <laughs> Guys, listen. Look. It's important. <laughs> look, listen, Danny. Look. Look, listen. 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 Look. 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 Listen. Listen. Is it in you? <laughs> okay. All right. Go yes, ahead, Grant. Yes, it is. Hey, Grant, please start over. So, so this this one, uh, you know, obviously it's it's begging to uh, be looked at as you know the the Uctena is has been keeping is a bane tender. It's been keeping a very powerful bane trapped, um, and obviously now that she's dying, um, the bane's going to come out, right? And so you have. Like all of the the umbra can be like crazy and all that because this bane has finally escaped its its um oh shit what's imprisonment couldn't find the word for a second you know it finally escaped its imprisonment and now it's just wreaking havoc in the umbra and the local population you know say it's some ancient you know people are mad at the white man spirit you can go in that direction you know because you have all these banes that were trapped during the like the westward expansion of America. So the European anger at the, at the era and the culture would be easily facilitated to make those banes stronger. And then you could just have, you know, that type of bane be the antagonist that is, that has escaped. 
and just creating this just general discontent and civil unrest amongst all the populace in the area. That's pretty good. But I, but he's right. It's it's absolutely begging to be a, especially since he's threw in there the antenna. It's begging to be a bandender. Well, no, it's it's very obviously supposed to be a bandender. Yeah. So in my scenario, it's not. Good. Okay. Throw it off. I like it. Um. The it must not get free. Mm-hmm. Is um, their lyrics. Okay. But like it's an encoded message. You know, it's it's kinda like a rosebud type. I mean rosebud wasn't an encoded message, but you kind of give that kind of mystery vibe behind it. Mm-hmm. Um and what it is, I mean it, it's been it, it at this point it is related, right? Okay. Okay, because Avi it's so clearly set up this way. You know. But it it yeah, it's an encoded message. It has to be either brought to um, perhaps a target, like the recipient was a member of the player sept or or local sept if they're you know, mm-hmm. with the idea of being passed along a chain perhaps. But it it has to do with keeping a bane sealed, and this particular antenna was being hunted. Um, let's run it further by a former bane tender. Who had gone to the worm, who was trying to stop this chain from being preserved. The the silence, um, you know, everything going quiet, maybe is a result of the totem of said black spiral pack. Uh, which is sort of, you know, sort of a precursor to them arriving. Not that the players would know it right away, but you can continue on with that. And, and do, you know, first of all, they got to figure out what exactly this means. Not, not what it's going to do, not what the lyrics are going to do, mm-hmm. but what does this message fucking mean? Because obviously, you know, oh, well, it's because we can't let the Bane free. That's not, well, sure, but that's not what this is about. It's about getting those, those phrase, that phrase to the guy who can crack that code and pass what the, what it means to the people who can make sure the thing doesn't go free while you're contending with this pack. You know, the silence, if you will. You know, if they're maybe they're called that. Sure. You know, who are tracking down the pack and trying to get the, you know, trying to stop the message. That's a cool idea. And that kind of gave me an idea. Yeah, you could definitely do that. If we, if we could, Grant. That's, that, sounds, that sounds great. What yeah. if you even threw a link? Before I forget, you could also have, when it's the, go ahead. Go, go ahead, dude. You're, you're the storyteller. Uh Got you. So <laughs> what you could also do when it comes to them finally deciphering the message, just have it be like the announcement and and the uh, the bill of programs for the Midnight Circus when it's coming in next week. Of course. You knew that's what he was going to do, right? <laughs> he told us in the beginning that this was going to happen the whole time. I should have yeah. saw it coming. It's weird you didn't pay I mean, attention. <laughs> I'd give legitimate stuff, and then I'm just going to tie it into. So, right? Just saying. I'm just for every birthday party, mm-hmm. there has to be a secret evil plan. Fine. And a clown. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, what if <laughs> it must be free was really not the message? Go ahead, CJ. Fuck oh, <laughs> you. Wow, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. He's going to cry. <laughs> Too late. 
<laughs> it's too late. It's fine. It's fine. No. I had a thought. I was going to make a comment about that, about the whole crying thing. But everything that came to mind wasn't something that you can put on air. So I'm just going to be quiet. It's probably the best. <laughs> Go ahead, CJ. Say mine last, I guess. <laughs> Since I got one. Well, the first idea that I've got with this is, you know, whether or not it is a bane tender, it is not. Maybe it's a bane tender in training. I was going to focus more on the tattoos and the bane itself of it being a creature that is unable to manifest on it on its own. It has to possess somebody. And those tattoos are a sign of, like, it's in the process of possessing her. And what if this bane tender is incredibly wounded? Because they know once the process starts with this bane, it cannot stop unless the host is dead. And so she's been trying to fight herself this entire time to, you know, prevent this bane from possessing her. She finds this pack, tries to give him this message that's all she can get out. And that silence is the bane moving from one person to another. And now they have to figure out a way to either seal this thing or get it off of them without requiring the death of one of their pack. And it's sort of like a virus that keeps hopping from host to host. It just cannot be allowed to manifest. It cannot be allowed to get into the physical world. I like that. That was a cool one. Danny, did you have an idea? I, I, I kind of got a little bit of an idea there. Well, and what if it's not about bane tending? And again, going away from the obvious answer, but like it wasn't bane tending. It was more of a kidnapping. And them trying to get away, it must not be free, is actually just code for like the license plate. I'm going to poke off of that. Okay. Because I, you said kidnapping. Sure. And I know you were thinking about what you were doing last weekend in the new basement <sighs> edition you put in. But. Wow. Um, but I'm thinking. Right? See ya. I'm out. Excuse me, I'm talking, sir. <laughs> Can't hear you with all that extra soundproofing he's got down there. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm really going to cry. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, no. I was going to say something like, you know, that's why you're a player, not a storyteller. But that was oh. just me. If, I, if, I, if it wasn't that funny, I think I would be crying right now. We, Jesus we, we, do, we do love you, Danny. <laughs> I, I fucking hope so. Um, <laughs> wow. You're great, Daddy. It's good. It's good. You're great. And, you're, and it's great to have you here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks. No, but no, but going off, you know, the inspired by the kidnapping thing, I couldn't. Uh, that was funny. Don't get to change locks. Again, it was funny. I'm yeah. giving it everybody. No, going off the, the, the kidnapping thing, right? You know, yeah, what if it was the, the Octena in, in the pack that kidnapped someone? Right. And who they kidnapped was like the kid, the son of a, uh, a Pentex subsidiary. This is president. Hmm. You know, like the, the fucking, the daughter of the head of Avalon Toys, for example. Knowingly or unknowingly? No, knowingly. Oh, okay. This was, this okay. was a fucking power play. Only what they didn't realize is the little Susie Avalonia, because that's clearly the name of the Avalon toys, obviously. Avalonia? Yeah, little Susie Avalonia <laughs> has been bane-possessed for the last decade. 
Like she's been eight years old for 20 years. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and, and when they kidnapped her, they didn't, right, realize. they didn't realize that. And they absolutely bit off more than they can chew. Can't be free. Wasn't the beans going to get away. Can't be free. Is in this bitch is in like a fucking freezer vault in a warehouse and don't let her out. Cause that's, that's fucking good. That's good. Okay, I'm I'm glad everyone. Yeah, you inspired me. that. Yep. I'm. <laughs> and eventually, you're gonna have that pack find that freezer vault, and they're just gonna hear this, you know, eight year old little girl begging for help. Right, and they're gonna open the door. Or they're gonna start to, and then like from the other side, little Susie just punches the fucking door open like the goddamn Hulk. Somebody takes like eight bashing. <laughs> <laughs> And then bring it back full circle. We can have it. No, no. Why don't we enjoy the circus? No, god damn it. The the ringleader's daughter. And you hear the circus music playing when she punches through the wall. God damn it. And someone throws a pie in your face. (laughs) This is a clown. Ten lethal. Badass pie. Okay. Next. Humble pie. Next. This is another one from Aegis. And again, thank you, Aegis. These are great. Thank you. Appreciate them. We are definitely having fun. Yes. Dating, maybe not so much. We love many of that. <laughs> Depends on what time it is. It's fine. Everything's fine. Not after midnight. You get sleepy. Yep. <laughs> a cairn guarded by a sept highly recognized for being favored by Grandfather Thunder is suddenly under his wrath. Rain without pause, strong winds and lightning strikes threaten to actually destroy the cairn. Even in the Umbra, all the spirits are hostile towards the Garu, except for the Clyaths. So every, even in the Umbra... Sounds like Grandmother Thunder is just fucking up, <laughs> not keeping... Okay. Did, you say, did you say Grandmother Thunder? Yes, I did. Yep. So it, I did. I did. It's, destru- it's threatening everything except for the Clyaths. Leave it at that. You want, to, you want to lead out, Danny, this no, time? Nope, nope. I'm not even going to go gonna, first. Nope, not even going to bother. I'm going to. How about CJ? He with this one first. <laughs> okay. Um, one of my first thoughts with this was, well, let's subvert it just a little bit. You know, Grandfather Thunder is just going absolutely ape shit on the set, throwing set, throwing everything he can at it, throwing. All of this massive rain, storms, thunderbolts, everything. What if he's not actually pissed off at the sept and this is his way of communicating, hey, you guys, there's a war party on its way now. Get your act together. And he actually still favors the sept. And this is just him helping. Because, you know, when all you've got's a hammer, or in this case, a massive storm, everything looks like a nail. And Grandfather Thunder strikes me as the kind of totem that when, like, yeah, he's going to not give you the answer right away, but he might help you out in a way that is probably fairly destructive, even if it's not intentionally so. Okay. Grant, you you go you go next. Okay. Oh, I got you. So, to get the obligatory out of the way, we could have it that Grandfather... Thunder is pissed off because the circus just came to town and he didn't get a ticket. So that's his rational. He's rightfully upset. I'm just going to mute Grant the rest of this episode. Um, 
uh, something else that you can you can really you know take him to a more serious direction. Um, there has to be a legitimate reason if he's mad or if he's not mad. You could either take it where Grandfather Thunder is just attempting to communicate, um, or you can have that he's authentically pissed off. But what would he be pissed off about? Maybe there's a favorite pack of his that has been captured in the area and is being tortured, and he's trying to lash you know lash out against all the non cleaths because they haven't done anything. They know this pack is missing, but they haven't actually tried to you know, find them or even notify the rest of the nation that this uh, favored Shadow Lord pack has is, is been captured by, you know, maybe the local uh, Black Spiral Dancers or Pentax or whoever. Uh, it doesn't have to be a pack. It can be just one person. You know, if uh, Grandfather Thunder really likes one of them, that's a v- perfectly valid um, reason for him to be pissed off. Same thing with, like, there's maybe he's a, there's a favored fetish uh, that he, he really, you know, has got a lot invested into. Maybe there's a lot of, you know, minor thunder jaglings and things like that from his, you know, purview has been overly exploited and taken advantage of and then put into fetishes against their will. Or maybe a legendary fetish has been, you know, captured by the enemy and being used in a way that's going to piss him off. You know, there's a reason why he's going to be mad at all of the non Cleos, but not the Cleos. And I would really lean into that. Also, make sure you buy popcorn at the Big Circus tip. Sure. Okay. The clients weren't there. They were off in the Rite of Passage when this all went down. That's why they're exempt. What is this? I'll tell you. See, the thing is, is this this cairn had uh, recently adopted and um, it adopted a new totem. I mean, it's super fucking rare, but it can happen. Okay. And, you know, as we recall that the the Shadow Lords have had a uh, sort of a, a mission to atone for the Second War of Rage by bringing Bat back into the fold. And while we know that there was an aspect of Bat that has now been freed of the worm's corruption and has come back to Gaia, that doesn't mean that Bat wholesale has. Okay. So okay. the totem of I this cairn, you're going. this this is, was a trick. They thought, hey, you know, we're going to bring Bat in is that the, the, we're going to let him take over is the totem of this cairn. It's going to piss off the original totem, but fucking we need, didn't, we need to nurture bad and make things right. This is a trick. In fact, this was a trick facilitated by um, a Shadow Lord Thersh who was particularly close to all this and kind of was corrupted first. It becomes his idea, him and his pack, per se. They talk the rest of the Sept into this. They make this change to, again, strengthen bad and facilitate. And we're going to make things right. And, you know, we're going to piss off that other totem. But we'll send, in fact, we'll send the Colias on a mission to make things right with the totem that we're replacing. That's why they're not there. Maybe it was multiple packs of clients. It's a big job to make sure this totem isn't mad and wants revenge. But Grandfather Thunder's not fucking stupid. So he noticed and he's trying to smite those that have fucked this all up. And, and attempted to communicate with the others. But by virtue of this new corrupted totem, you know, for the Sept is keeping Grandfather Thunder quiet. It's like a fucking gag. He can't get this shit out. You know, he's sending Stormcrows. Those Stormcrows are getting fucked off by, you know, by agents of the worm. And so you have this pack that comes in, your players who come into this scene, misunderstanding what's going on. But... When it's just Grandfather Thunder trying to give warning. Right. Trying to unfuck, you know, 
the what's been going on in the sept who have now been tricked into kind of maybe not completely falling to the worm but close due to the machinations of this totem and this pack that facilitated this um who are perhaps using the uh, bane tattoos to obfuscate their own worm tank I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. What's and that? Once again, you could really go all out and show the fury of Grandfather Thunder. It's true. That, that That's not a direction I thought you were going to go with. That's good. They can celebrate by going to the circus. Everyone celebrates by going to the circus, apparently. Except Daniel Tyson. We have fun and prizes. I hate the circus. <laughs> Cotton candy made with real rubber cement. How do you hate the circus? What kind of animal hates? I mean, I'm sure all animals hate the circus. Elephants, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, suck it. Got you. Do you any of we want to go off of one another's? So I, I would. I could really. I could really lean into that one for sure when it comes to. Um, Grandfather Thunder being pissed off because, you know, they, they've switched it up and they went with a different totem. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just a story right for the, you know, right for the, uh, exploitation of, of the pack because it, it starts off with like good intentions, but you end up with shitty results on both ends. So like one, you may lose some, some of the sept to actually falling because bats really not redeemed. Uh, at the same time, you may have Grandfather Thunder turn his back on the sept overall because of it. And okay. then you, you look at the free, I mean, for a second, you look at the further implications of that. Because if we're arguing that, you know, there was still the part of bad that was uncorrupted, just this wasn't it. Just not this one. Right. Um, it, it also has, you know, I guess it has further repercussions for the actual cleansed part of bat and those who follow him there. So, I mean, if you're continuing with your game, this can affect other aspects and other seps, other places later. That, that's solid. That's good. Uh, again, Aegis, thank you for those, man. Those are good. So we'll go on to the next one. This one's from Ghostpaw. Shockingly, didn't have like 42 of them this time. Well, he's been pretty busy. Yeah. It's always great to hear from Ghostpaw, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This book says, the players run across what they think is a lost cairn. The mighty tree outside's awake, but everything else is asleep or dormant. There are two people asleep inside, and a great bear spirit is curled up around the tree outside as well. Kind of vague, but, I mean. Also, it immediately makes me think of something. (laughs) When was this posted? Uh, This one was, oh shit, uh, mid-September. The 16th. So, a couple days ago. We have to go with the bear escape from the circus. We have to go with it. I, I have to it. lean into that one. The bear escaped, and he has his little bicycle, too. You just have to, have to lean into the curve, bro. No, I don't. I don't have to lean into anything, you son of a bitch. I think the people that were sleeping were clearly forest rangers. And, uh... Was their picnic bastard stolen? Say that again. Was their picnic bastard Take three. Was their picnic basket stolen? 
You said that's Jesus so weird. Christ. I know, it is. It's fine. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, sounds like you escaped from the circus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did. That's two lists there. The entire next lists. episode. That's how I'm going to talk? <laughs> that's right. Okay. All righty. Yeah, they, they are clearly uh, forest rangers. <laughs> now, um, now, this is very reminiscent of yep. something that's going on in our postmortem series. I know. <laughs> Ghost paw. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of guessed it's where he was taking this. CJ or Grant, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I have to steer this away. Um. So one thing that I would go, you know, with... Realistically, you have a lost Karen, um, and then you have a bear. So a bear spirit. So obviously, there's going to be some type of t- tangential ties to uh, the Garal, and I would actually have it be a uh, Garal Karen, um, and then maybe that's one of the last remaining spirits, like that was a guardian, of the, the spiritual guardian of the Karen, and they find it and they fuck up and they wake up this bear spirit who kind of like sets off alarm bells throughout the Umbra. To get some of these really strong, very pissed off girl waking up from the the hibernation of ages, and uh, and then the pack would have to deal with the fallout of that of uh, two or three very pissed off rank four or five girl coming out of nowhere, and uh, yeah, I'd probably tie it into a savage age as well and make them stone eaters, so that we'd have girl that were part of the Gru Nation now they've woken up and they expect to be treated like rank four and five members of the Guru Nation. I was mad at you for a second, but then I kind of, I flipped because if, if they were hibernating that long, that would make sense. And I, yeah, I get that. I, I like the words that were said. <laughs> Just the order <laughs> and they were put is not enticing you. Well, no, no, it's two things for me. And one I'm honestly not sure about, because I'm kind of drawing a blank, but I feel like that I don't... Do girl have cairns? They did. Did they? So they, they had den realms. Like, they weren't best at cairns. So had, That's not a real they thing. They had den realms. Um, but you also have to think, that's the reason why I said tied in with the Stone Eaters, because the Stone Eaters were members of the Guru Nation. So they would obviously have been taking care of the cairns with the Guru. That, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like I said, you know, like, yeah, like Bastet that don't have Cairns. They have Den Realms. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, yeah, yeah. that's what I thought is I thought the same thing with the girl, but I'm not, wasn't certain on that. Uh, no, I, I, I take your point with the Stone Eaters. And I like that idea. I guess the other thing that holds me back is I, I hate that concept of I've been sleeping for a couple thousand years. But there's a level. That's what they did, though. That's what they did. But there's a level, right? Like, I, yes. You know, sleeping for a hundred years, okay. Sleeping for a few thousand, I have more of a problem with, but we're also talking about a game where, like, we're talking about werewolves and werebears, and so, fuck. You know, like, is is that going to be my sticking point? <laughs> like, that's the hill I want to die on? I I see it as in it only works with Stone Eaters and Girl. Well, there's there's also the Bane Blank, or Bear, excuse me bear blanket fetish that came out of uh, Dark Ages, which is the yeah. same principle, but neither are there. Apologies. I do like the idea, though. Um, you know, I'm a fan of the Stone Eaters in the first place. So anything that can fucking um, 
CJ, if you've got something, by all means, I'm I'm like three quarters through this fucking idea I'm running. Okay. Um, this is a little bit of a definitely a less developed idea, but part of the thing that I'm thinking of is this was, you know, this is a lost cairn at some point. Bear might have been the totem. And the reason why, you know, Bear is sleeping is the cairn got fucked off. Like, this is the site of a battlefield that had been cleaned up by whatever means necessary. You know, people taken away, whatnot. Cairn was let to fall into disrepair. And the reason why Bear is sleeping is all of the bears that were in this area have been hunted down by either poachers or by systematic whatnot from the people who wiped out the cairn itself. And now... You know, here's this pack finding the aftermath and having to, like, piece bits together because you can't clean up everything. But now they have to deal with, you know, what could fuck off an entire cairn like this and all of its defenders without leaving much of a trace. This isn't a cairn. <laughs> this is not a cairn. It's a tome. Okay. What you are, what we, what we are walking into, is is not two random sleeping folk, you know, a couple of lost hippies, or, you know, in in the bear spirit that once resided over this cairn. You are are somehow you found your way into the 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 resting place of the death bear. The oh, original fucking, fuck. like, <laughs> you know, like the, however ritual or whatever happened to tie death itself like this to, to the bear, to create the death bear, the remains of the fucking sacrifice, be it willing or not, or whatever from time immemorial or fucking ancient times. This is, this is it. And that's that spirit. It represents that sleeping. The two that are actually sleeping are either it's guardians to make sure this isn't disturbed or a positive and like a yin and yang thing, a positive and negative uh, representation. Um, I'm leaning toward the first that, that if this is, this place is disturbed, right? Like you dig down and you fuck with the bones or the remnants or whatever of this bear. You have now, fucking severed you've broken the rules in regards to the death bear you sever the connection the right doesn't work anymore and you essentially let it loose like removing the night master's tether to the abyss kind of thing yeah that could be a lot of bad news bears going on right there you did it you did it and then it goes Bad to the circus news, and balances yeah. a death ball on its nose. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you did it too. God damn it! No, but we all did it. Still, that's good. I oh, Listen, that's you're you're going to have to get in with where you can fit in when it comes to circus stuff, because eventually I'm just going to find it and make it my personal objective to tie in the midnight circus with everything, every single time. I mean, every single I time. If you, 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 that's what you've done the entire time here. You've only done that. Not For only. <laughs> For the, no. I uh, give a legitimate idea yeah. plus a midnight circus idea. He's, so he's you give a legitimate action. idea and then you put it in the circus. He can do both. <laughs> it's very talented. He's got a steak knife and everything. 
He did have a straw. Just he wait until the episode. Then, why'd you throw away the straw? You didn't like being part of the band? He didn't throw the straw away. The straw got thrown away, though. Yeah. I'm... She, she didn't like yeah, you being part of the band, huh? It wasn't that one. No. No, she, she didn't like the, she didn't like the, uh, the ghetto kazoo you sent me. That wasn't us. All right. Well, I mean, we do have a few more, but I, I think we're going to save those... Yeah, we're running we're running short on time today. Yeah, a little uh, bit. So, and we know that there are others and um we're saving them. I yep. mean, those will be the first 3 the next time. Yes. Uh we want to thank everybody. Yeah, all of you guys who who did send them in, thank you so much. Big deals and these were these were really good ideas this time. Or as last time kind of had to uh manipulate all of them. Oh, okay. You meant the submissions. The submissions. Submissions, yes. You, uh, we did a really shitty job last time. There's some no, really no, dumb no, fucking no, ideas, no, no, Porter. No. I see how it is, Danny. <laughs> no, no. I, everyone gave awesome ideas, whereas this time they followed the assignment. Well, it, what it is is with when you submit those, it, it is a little tricky because we the less details, the better for us because Correct. then we can present them. Whereas and I know everyone wants to give all of their ideas, and we appreciate it, but... Right, it's 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 coming from a great place, yes. and again, we appreciate the hell out of it. Yeah, and and the ones I would say we'll go ninety percent. What was sent in this time? I, I you barely had to mess. Yes, with I barely had to mess with these. So these were really good submissions. Thank you, everybody. And again, the ones we didn't get to, I apologize. It was just it is timing, but we we still plan on doing these again. Yeah, we these got you next. Fun time. episodes, and yeah. Yeah, well, easy for us to do too. Exactly. And your top, you guys, those, you, the rest of you guys, your top of the list. Yep. Um, and I promise I will go ahead and uh, I will give you a midnight circus plug for all three, at least in the Discord, just for Danny. <laughs> no, I am going to break his promise. And make sure that while you're considering what to do with the midnight circus, you uh, hop your way over to the storyteller's vault and pick up a copy of Lepix. Be much appreciated. That that will find. We can put those in the circus. <laughs> circus rabbits, fucking, it's crazy. And you know what? It's just in time for Easter. Maybe oh. I don't know when Easter is, <laughs> but pick up the book anyway. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's that's our time for today. So Grant, CJ, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out with us. Right. Always fun. Got a lot of new ideas and stuff to play around with. Excellent. Always fun to be on. I appreciate you having me. Oh, of course. You know, we love having you around here, man. So it was fun hanging out. And uh, we'll have to to get back together soon to finish off that Hengi Okai stuff we were talking. For sure. Yeah. Well, with that said, on behalf of myself, Mr. Daniel Tyson, the uh, still missing Tommy Dixon, uh, those posters will go up any day now. (laughs) CJ and Grant, (laughs) we want to say thank you for your support. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep your glass sharp and your head in swivel. We'll see you. You fucking dance, monkey. What's her thing? <laughs> <laughs>